Welcome back to Assessment is Elementary and Secondary. I'm your host, Jennifer Ruth. Today, we start Season 2. I can't believe I just said that. We have a Season 2, people. In today's episode, we have a special guest. Lolly Carr is going to be joining us to talk about her experiences in coaching teachers. Lolly Carr has experience working with teachers as an instructional coach, a campus leader, a district leader, and she even has experience coaching athletes for triathlons. The fact that I had to look up how to even spell triathlon tells you about my experience with that topic. Coaching in different situations has given her many valuable experiences that we can learn from. It does not matter if you have the word coach as part of your title, officially or not. You will have some takeaway from this impassioned educator, I'm sure. Lolly, thank you so much for talking with us today. Based on your experiences with coaching, what is your vision of what an instructional coach's role is on a campus? If Lolly were to step on a soapbox Mm -hmm. and talk about what my vision would be specifically, they serve a variety of purposes. In my previous roles, not only do I serve as an instructional coach, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I find myself serving as a life coach. Yes. Right? And so um, instructional coaches really do drive the bus when it comes to data disaggregation, when it comes to the best analogy is to just clear the noise mm-hmm. so that a good, authentic conversation can happen between a team or an individual. Mm-hmm. So in a perfect world, they would go in, they'd have a, an agenda of some sort, a protocol of some sort. Everyone would come in prepared mm-hmm. with their data. If yep. not, the coach would provide the data, mm-hmm. give opportunities um, to review that data, and then you ask clarifying questions. What do you notice? What do you wonder? What are some trends? What are some outliers? How do you think that happened? Mm-hmm. And it's really asking those open-ended inquiry questions. The team has to be at a point where they are reflective or mm-hmm. they're willing to be reflective. And if not, that's where the relationship building is so important because if they don't feel like they have that relationship with that coach mm-hmm. or there's a barrier of some sort, that coach really has to work on breaking down that barrier in order to really make, because then it becomes compliance, Yes. right? So as long as there's a trusting relationship, and that's one of the things that I focus on when I, especially since I'm new to Plano, mm-hmm. so it's even more critical for me to build those relationships with campuses. Mm-hmm. When that instructional coach kind of gets pulled into other positions, um, it really waters down the capacity of that coach to move the needle on the campus. I can see that. But but yeah, so that would be kind of the thing. They're a conversation starter and Mm -hmm. they ask good, critical questions. So it's sitting back, listening, allowing them to take the role uh, or to take the reins. But then for me to to kind of sneak in and ask those hard questions. So I think that's that's probably how I envision a coach on each campus. What do you think is the hardest thing about coaching teachers? One of the things I'm thinking of is a situation where a teacher has data that's not really great and she takes that very personally. So what are, what are some things that are really hard about coaching teachers and how do you overcome some of those difficulties? I'm going to go back to that relationship mm-hmm. piece that I've, that I've kind of alluded to 
Um, one of the things that I so appreciate about results coaching. For those of you who don't know, results coaching combines coaching and instruction and pedagogy with a mindfulness of the psychological needs of the person that you're coaching. One of the tenets of results coaching is the acronym SCARF, which stands for status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. And SCARF is an acronym, but the basis is you're really providing comfort to the person that you're coaching. Right. Again, right. whether it's a team or whether it's a person. Mm -hmm. In providing that comfort and wrapping them, you know, in a scarf mm -hmm. is the analogy that they use. And you set that relationship. It it opens that door to have crucial, critical conversations. Now, sometimes there are times when teachers are like, it, like you said, they take that they personally. Take personally. They, do. Um, they look at data that isn't necessarily so great. Mm -hmm. But if you if you keep it down to the bare bones about like what is the story that the data is telling us, right? Right. right. It does. It's not always a reflection on the teaching. True. Could it be? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it can. Whether they fully understand content and pedagogy, mm -hmm. and if not. The coach's, the coach's role is to really figure out, are they struggling with the content or are they struggling with the delivery or the pedagogy? Right. Um, that's why that coach's role is so pivotal mm -hmm. um, to be able to focus int intently, mm -hmm. purposefully, and, and solely, mm -hmm. that's a huge thing for me, um, on that instruction and data disaggregation piece. I really like how you talk about making sure you understand what it is the person you're coaching is struggling with because it doesn't really do you any good to work on classroom management if that's not what the person needs if that's not what's holding that teacher back so it is important just like with our students to make sure we're zeroing in on what specifically that teacher needs so let's pretend lolly car has data that doesn't look so great mm -hmm. I start taking it a little bit personal. So the coach will coach me through just focusing on the data. Right. What do we see? What do we wonder? What are the trends? What are the outliers, mm -hmm. right? Those are the four things that you want to look at. Then we start kind of digging into why those outcomes have have right. surfaced, the yeah. right? The cause, the root cause. Again, the administrator is involved in that conversation because that's more of a T-test role. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there has to be that critical conversation Absolutely. with the teacher where you sit and say, listen, we own our data. Mm -hmm. There's three things that we always say. You own the struggle, mm -hmm. you witness the struggle, but you don't let the struggle define who you are. Mm -hmm. So in that third um, nugget, it's don't live in that moment right. where it's awful, yes, right? Yes. You're going to struggle. You're going to let it beat you down. You can't do that. So what I hear you saying is that you need to own your data. You need to witness it. You need to understand it, but not let it define you. I think that is such a valuable way of thinking about the data for teachers so that we don't take it personally and we can quickly move from that place of defining the problem to then solving or mitigating the problem rather than focusing on how it makes us feel we can shift into problem solving mode 
and then be able to do something about that data. That is very powerful. And I can totally see how that gets us to what we want coaches to be able to do for teachers. How are we then going to celebrate the successes at whatever level that teacher is having? Yep. But again, if you have that really good relationship, you're going to be able to give some authentic feedback to that individual. Mm -hmm. I don't carry the answer. I don't want to own the answer, but I want to be able to ask the right questions so that they come to their own conclusion. But again, going, like I said, back to that relationship piece, as long as there is that relationship that is built, you can really have some crucial, critical, Mm -hmm. mountain-moving, boulder-moving conversations yeah, that, that just really does improve instruction. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to the safe and collaborative. Always. Yep. Always, always. What do you wish that all instructional coaches knew about assessment and, and using those assessment tools? As an instructional coach, when you pull assessment data, like I said, it, it tells a story, mm-hmm. right? Um, it It's a reflection on the teaching both content and pedagogy from the instructor. At that one moment. At that one moment. Mm -hmm. But here's what I want to say with that too. Sometimes you have to look at the data or the assessment, the outcomes. And if it's a couple of kids, okay, that clearly is not Mm -hmm. an instructional piece, right? Right. Right. But when it's, let's say 70% or Mm -hmm. more, if you have 70% or more kids that struggle, that's probably an instructional issue. And we need to go back and figure out were we clear with it? Um, mm-hmm. Did we present it in a way that kids could really understand it? Were they not ready for that content? And do we need to maybe take a couple of steps back? Mm-hmm. How far back do we need to go, et right. cetera, et cetera, right? right? So as you, as you pull that data, as instructional coaches pull that information and share it out with teachers, mm-hmm. that coach needs to be prepared to ask some really, really in-depth questions right. about how to pick the data apart, mm-hmm. you know, how to how to find the nuggets that are going to be the most important. But also, this is the thing that I do want to say is those instructional coaches need to figure out, they need to keep it in the forefront of their minds that they have to celebrate success. Absolutely. Um, So oftentimes as coaches, we get mired in the improvement piece um, that we forget to say, hey, look, this is this is great. Stop for a minute. Mm -hmm. Look at where your kids were at the beginning of the year. Look at how they're doing on these assessments so far. This is major. Absolutely. And if the trajectory stays the same, where do you think you will be mm-hmm. at mid-year? What do you what do you feel, mm-hmm. you know, has been a key factor in Absolutely. this, right? Yes. And so it's asking those types of questions. And then I do. I tell principals all the time, your homework is to figure out how you're going to celebrate your mm-hmm. teacher's success. Well, but there's also a place in learning from that success. Absolutely. If you don't analyze the good things, then how do you know what to continue doing? Right. And what to make sure you don't hold on to when you're making instructional adjustments. Right. You have to know what works. Yeah. It's nice to have those um, assessment discussions, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in-house. Sometimes you have to do it, you know, with your neighbors. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of get a bigger, broader view of what's going on. Bigger, broader picture. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today for Assessment is Elementary and Secondary. And thank you to our special guest today, Lolly Carr, the Curriculum Coordinator for Social Studies for Plano ISD. 
She has a lot of great experiences with coaching in a lot of different venues, but I think the biggest takeaway that I got from today is when she talked about how you have to own your data, you witness your data, but it does not define you. That was a huge takeaway for me. I really feel like that's a valuable thing for me to bring to teachers when I have data conversations with them. Join us next time when we're going to have another special guest talking to us about assessment in education.